This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we're previewing the Bates men's and women's basketball seasons with head coaches John Furbush and Allison Montgomery. We also look back on the Bates football season and take a look at the success of the women's cross-country team. They're headed to the NCAA championships. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The Bates football team honored their 12 seniors Saturday at Garcelon Field before their final regular season game of the year. The Bobcats squared off with Hamilton and the teams found themselves tied at 7 at halftime. Bates even the score in the second quarter on a 19-play, 77-yard drive that was capped off by the second rushing touchdown of first-year quarterback Matt Golden's career. But the Continentals scored 17 unanswered points in the second half, including 10 in the fourth quarter, to pull away for the 24-7 victory over the Bobcats. After it was all said and done, Bates finished the regular season with a 3-5 record an improvement over last year's 2-6 and six finish. We sat down with head coach Mark Harriman to reflect on this year's senior class and to look back on the season. This has been a great group. I mean, uh, you know, it, we, we spoke a little bit last week and um, I talked about what I feel they really bring to the table was their, their leadership. And, uh, and that, you know, that goes for not just our three captains, but I think the class as a whole and um, their their work ethic has been phenomenal. I think they you know a, a lot of them are probably more leaders by example than than vocal type leaders. Uh, but again, you know, showing up every day and getting after it during the season, during the off season, and that that certainly sets the tempo for the younger classes. What's your message each year on senior day to the seniors, like before the game or during halftime or whatnot? Yeah, I, I mean, again, it's it's really emotional, and I try not to, you know, bring any more emotion into that. Um, you know, it, everybody's different. I think you know, it, from what what they'll take from that their last game of their their college career. Um, some guys get really emotional with it; other guys don't, and uh, I don't think there's any right or wrong answer but I, I think you know for the most part it's about going out and, and you know the, it is certainly one of the games that you'll always remember and, and to go out and you know it, like we talk about every every week but I think it has special meaning for the seniors to go out and don't you know leave everything on the field and don't have any regrets at the end of the day. And then the game on Saturday against Hamilton they pulled away a little bit there in the second half it was close throughout the first half and, and, and whatnot even through the third quarter but um Looks like Hamilton's really had a balanced attack, maybe more so than the previous two opponents. Uh, yeah, I think you know they they, they did a nice job um, with uh, controlling the clock once they had a lead. I think that was the thing that they they really uh, did a good job with. You know, they they um, um, they did a nice job in the run game, which again will open up some of the play action and bootlegs that they ran. They had they had two big uh, pass plays that kept drive both their touchdown drives alive. Um, and I think that, you know, that, that was where the balance came in to a certain extent because uh, overall I thought we did a nice job with the pass game, 
um, you know, if we had been able to limit them on those other plays, then they become a lot more one-dimensional. But um, they are a good running football team. They're a little bit different than a lot of the teams we face because they'll come out with a lot of two-back, three-back sets and, and really try to power the ball north and south, and, and they did a good job with it. Yeah, their running back Gutierrez, uh, 5'5", but over 200 pounds, so kind of like a bowling ball out there. It, it seems like sometimes when it's running back that small, but that stocky, you lose them sometimes in the massive offensive linemen. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's the case. Um, you know, the thing that, that he did a great job with, or, or we didn't do a particularly good job with on Saturday was um, you know, I, I thought we were, we were arm tackling a little too much on him and, and reaching as opposed to running our feet. And when you've got a guy that's very powerful and with that type of low center of gravity, if you, you, know, if you, if you don't really um, get your, your feet moving on contact, then he's got the opportunity to, to break some tackles, which he did. Uh, Matt Golden got his first uh, collegiate start there on Saturday. Ran the ball fairly well, especially early in the game. Uh, struggled a little bit passing-wise, obviously, his first start. What were your impressions of him? Uh, I thought Matt did, you know, as far as his approach during the week and then his approach on game day, it was it was really what what we anticipated. You know, he's a, he's a pretty calm, cool guy. Um, I, I don't think he was flustered at all out there. I think... You know, it, it, the the pass game on both sides of the ball is is the biggest change for high school guys. And and you know, it, even though it is the eighth week of our season, it's still the first time in that he really had to step into that type of situation and and make some of the reads that, that we asked him to make. And um, you know, I, I don't think conditions were great for him out there. I mean, I, I, once once we again got into some situations where we had to throw the ball that's that's tough to you know a tough situation for a young quarterback to be in what did you say to the team after the game um you know it was really disappointing i think for everybody in the program it was a game that that we knew we had to play well to win um we didn't play particularly well i didn't think overall from an execution standpoint had nothing to do with our effort had nothing to do with the, the toughness that we brought to the table but that you know we had opportunities to execute on both sides of the ball and in the kicking game and and um we came up short and when they had some opportunities to make plays they did and that's you know that that's realistically when you're playing a, a team that's that's evenly matched with us um it comes down to those types of things and and um you know again I, we we need to we need to do execute better um in many phases of our game to win that game so it's the off season now for football uh what's your main focus i mean obviously recruiting but what are some of the things you're going to be looking at in the off season to try to improve uh further next year because obviously two wins last year three years this you're looking to improve even next year as well yeah i mean uh, you know i we, we'll We'll, I think we'll certainly be able to take the next step offensively. If you look at, you know, the the, the one thing about an offense is that, um, especially with our limited practice reps, it's a it's a slower process than certainly I would like, or I think um, you know any anybody involved with our program would like. And, and having literally, besides a, you know a couple of guys up front, not taking anything away from Jimmy or Mitch, but having everybody back is going to, you know, we're going to be in a total different mindset. Uh, offensively coming coming back next year so we got to you know during the offseason we'll sit and evaluate everything that we did and um, you know certainly look to expand upon the uh, we were pretty simplistic this year on offense for for a variety of reasons and a lot of it to do with our youth Um, and I, I think you know we'll be able to expand upon that next year.
All right, Coach, thanks so much for your time, and thanks for everything this 2016 uh, Bates football season. Thanks. The men's and women's cross-country teams competed at the NCAA Regionals this weekend in Westfield, Massachusetts. The men finished in seventh place out of 56 teams. First-year James Jones finished in 21st place, and junior Zach Megan finished 27th. Both runners earned all New England honors. Meanwhile, the number eight nationally ranked women's cross-country team finished fifth out of 59 teams at regionals with senior captain Jessica Wilson, junior Catherine Cook, and first-year Olivia LaMarche earning all New England honors by finishing in 19th, 20th, and 33rd place, respectively, out of 406 runners. On Sunday, the women's team found out they had qualified for the NCAA championships for the first time since 2012. Head coach Jay Hartshorn joined the Bobcast to talk about Olivia LaMarche's breakthrough performance and the team's preparations for nationals. Olivia definitely had a really good race. And in some ways, it's probably to be expected because she ran a lot this summer, but she wasn't training for cross country. She actually didn't join us until the very beginning of school. So she wasn't really doing workouts or having any really formal training. So it should be expected that when you add intensity and you kind of get rolling and now we're, you know, two months into it, that it's going to feel a little bit more comfortable and get a little bit more easy for her. And I think we saw that this weekend and she seems to handle you know, the stress of competing fairly well. And sometimes when you haven't done it before, it's you're sort of naive about, um, you know, some of the things that other kids feel like, oh, this is such a big meet or there's so many people. And, um, you know, to her, everything's just like the first time she's done it. So in some ways it probably makes it harder and then easier at the same time. Gotcha. And then what was the course like? Of course, you've been on before, I assume, or no? Yeah, actually, last time we went to Nationals in 2012, it was also at this course. So I felt prepared for that. I think the thing that was weird about this year is that we were on some really difficult courses. Our course was hard. Colby's course was hard. And then this course was pretty easy, and the Louisville course was pretty easy. So it was just a funny year that you had to prepare yourself for a lot of hills, a lot of terrain changes, and then not a lot of hills. Um, This course, there's... 60 teams in the meet so it's about 400 runners which is ginormous so the really the challenge is like getting out and making sure you don't get stuck and then the trails are a little bit narrower too and so that's the only thing that's really hard about it but both those things can be pretty difficult and we actually had a really sort of hard box draw so we were all the way to over to an edge and had to run through these like little kid soccer goals and stuff like that like they have all this stuff on the field that you just can't move um and so we didn't have the best draw but we were right next to williams who's you know perennially a contender so it was just sort of easy to be like all right we'll just go and do what they do and so we ended up getting out pretty well and then it worked out okay great and once you found out you finished fifth in regionals how confident were you waiting for the announcement on sunday um i felt really good about it because when we went down to louisville we um, beat sort of a couple key teams. So we beat the number one finisher in the South. We beat the number three finisher in the Central. We beat the number two finisher in the South. 
We beat um, the number five finisher in the Atlantic, and we were just really three points off of the number three finisher in the Great Lakes. So that all just helps your resume. So I felt like we had done enough to help our resume, but without that those wins down in Louisville, we would have had the win against Middlebury, um, and that would have ended up probably being a really the biggest factor for us would have been having beaten Middlebury at Nezcax, and then they obviously beat us back this weekend. But it you can never just say, oh, I know this is going to happen. But I felt pretty good about it until like an hour left, and then all of a sudden I didn't feel as good. <laughs> <laughs> so when you found out you did make it, how did you alert the team, just via an email or text? Well, it was sort of funny because they were going to get together and try to find out together because it was supposed to come out at 1.00 but then it came out way earlier than that. So the captains tried to be like, oh, we'll wait and we'll find out together. But other people had sort of found it on the web first. But I still think they were happy to like all be together. And I didn't send anything except to the captains because I didn't really know what they wanted to do. So I just sort of showed up and was like, okay, we have practice. And that was it. So it was a little, for me, maybe oddly anticlimactic and I don't I think for them they were just really happy and relieved and excited. So as we mentioned before the team went to nationals back in 2012 uh, what was that experience like for you that was the first time you'd led them to nationals um, and then what did you learn from that experience you're going to apply this time around? Well yes that was the first time we had brought in a team since I had been here and we had had well, at least one individual before and it seems like we always go to track nationals and then cross country is a, it's a little bit more elusive it's just its own thing um so i a lot of it's like the process of what you're going through so for me i feel really comfortable with that process and i think for them it's nice because they'll know the course or staying at the same hotel they know where they want to eat already like having really been there um and then that way if it's like if it ends up not being a great day on Friday, we're, we'll be fine because we've seen the course. Um, so I think they feel probably more prepared because we've already been there, which is part of the reason we obviously went. Um, and then I just think probably that we can have our best finish that we've ever had. So I just feel more confident in this team, but not not really compared to the other team. I just think that they've been really consistent all year and will still be really consistent because that's their, their strength and being able to run together, which we've done all year, will really help them too. The rankings, at least most recent ones, um, earlier last week had Bates eighth in the country. Is that something that you see as like a baseline of where you want to finish at nationals or does that even not come into play at all? No, that's – sort of the national rankings actually have zero to do with who gets selected to nationals. <laughs> okay. So it's like, it's very, it doesn't make any sense, but that's, that's the way it is. Yeah. So I think that um, it's really hard to know how good teams are in New England because the top of our region is so, so good. They're always like really far up there. And then it's really hard to figure out um, if the other teams are really close to being that good or a little bit further back. So I felt like you know, to jump from like 20 something to eighth just because you beat one person <laughs> felt a little bit much to me, but I still, I mean, it's still exciting for the students and it's still great, but um, just like at the beginning of the year, I felt like we would 
we had a good team and we weren't even ranked in our region for a couple weeks, even though we were running well. And so you could never really take those things as an, you know, sort of an indictment of where you are or like, yeah, we're going to do this. So um, last time we were 19th and I just feel like we can do a lot better than that. But also the the day, the race, all of that really matters. It's not necessarily like you are the absolute 8th or 10th or 12th or 20th best team in the country. It's like on that day you are. And that's a really different thing than this is like absolutely if you're going to do it 100 times where you'd finish. So. And it's interesting, like, there's obviously a you know, big buildup this week leading into nationals, and then it's over after, what, like 25 to 30 minutes? Yeah, well, hopefully a lot less than that. But <laughs> less, yeah. less than that, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just sort of one race that's like a pretty, uh, you know, finite amount of time. But I, from track and field, you're really used to that because you can go to nationals. Someone like Allie Hill, her first indoor nationals, well, it was over and under eight seconds, right. which is like a absurd to think about that like oh your parents came out and you ran for under eight seconds and she was the ninth qualifier last year so didn't get another chance to run in the finals so in some ways well it's not like a field hockey game or a soccer game or a football game you get more bang for your buck than you might if your child does a field event or you know a sprint or something like that so it feels um and more people doing it it kind of feels like more than maybe the track and field side does sometimes. Excellent. And then, um, I mean, what are you going to be emphasizing to the team this week in practice? Just business as usual, try to keep it that way? Yeah, we have. Um, we had practice yesterday, yeah. which we've been practicing all year on Sundays. And then we'll practice again today and have a workout tomorrow. Then they'll go on their own on Wednesday. Just um, It's harvest dinner, which is a mm -hmm. big thing at Bates. And then just to get a little bit more time to be prepared and all that kind of stuff. So I don't feel like we need to do all this stuff before we leave because just part of the process will be when we leave here at 12.30 on Thursday, then we'll be spending a lot of time together. And then you get to the course, so then you have the NCAA banquet. So you kind of have this nice buildup that brings you to race day. Um, so really now it's just making sure that we get sleep and get our school work done because we are also going into break so they'll also feel pretty relieved most of them when they leave here Thursday because they're not only get to do this but then they have a whole nother week after it so there's not like they have to come back and have tests and do all that kind of stuff that it's sort of um, it will feel like a start of a vacation I think which will help us alright well women's cross country team competing at nationals for the first time since 2012 this Saturday coach thanks so much thank you now it's time to talk to our Bobcats of the week our female Bobcat of the Week is first-year Olivia LaMarche. The Massachusetts native had a breakthrough performance at the NCAA Regionals in her home state, finishing third on the team and 33rd overall with a time of just over 22 minutes and 13 seconds. Well, Olivia, your first year ever running cross-country, and you get all New England honors at the Regionals. What was working you for you so well out there on the course there last weekend? I think just going into the race, I knew... Um, like given such a competitive field of runners, it was going to be a fast race. Um, and and our team had been like working towards this all season, working really hard. Um, so I felt just going into it, I knew I would really have to push myself. Um, so I kind of just used the energy of my teammates and of like the competitive runners to really just like try to run fast, I guess. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then um, this is your first year, as I mentioned, ever running cross country. So, um, what's that experience been like? How have you grown as a runner over the course of the year so far? Um, I feel like it's kind of a unique experience having not run before, because I kind of go into each race. Um, like each race, I gain a lot of experience. I guess um, I, I've learned a lot with each race, and I feel like I've really seen a progression throughout the season. Um, just through getting a lot more workouts under my belt and a lot more miles. Um, and it's, like, kind of nice to know, like, going into each race, I have I have gained more experience. Um, and, yeah, just having, like, my teammates there who have been running for a while, they really helped me um, through the season, yeah. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about your teammates. Obviously, you know, Jessica Wilson, one of the captains. Catherine Cook's been one of the top runners. So what have you learned from them specifically, perhaps? Um, I guess I've learned, well, I've definitely learned a lot from them um, and how they go into every workout and every race with such a positive mentality. Um, And that's really rubbed off on me to try to think about the positive aspects of the race rather than letting myself get into my own head um, and yeah, just going into it, like knowing that I've been training for this and that I'm ready. Um, so yeah, that's what's definitely helped me. Great. And what was your reaction when you found out on Sunday the team had qualified for nationals? I was really excited. It's just like such an amazing experience. Um, and it just seemed like the icing on top of the cake of we've had such a great season and qualifying for nationals was just like awesome. I was, I never expected to ever like be here like I didn't really come in knowing that I would even be running cross country and then realizing that we were going to nationals was just awesome and then you're going back to a course you've run before right there in Louisville earlier this year so what was that experience like and what do you think you'll use from that experience as preparation for nationals this upcoming weekend um I think going into nationals knowing that we've run the course before and we all ran really well on that course. I think that really like sets us up well to have a good race at Nationals, hopefully. Um, and being in Louisville and getting the experience of traveling with the team was really fun and exciting. Um, so I'm just really excited to get to go back and spend that time again with the team. And it was really fun being there before. So. I'm excited. Great, great. And then as a first year, how did you end up deciding to come up from Massachusetts here to Bates for college? Um, well, I've always loved Maine, loved coming here, and I knew that I wanted to go to a smaller school with a tight-knit community. And when I visited Bates, like, everyone was just really friendly and welcoming, and I could definitely see myself fitting in here. So um, that really helped with my decision. Great, and then when you told Coach Jay you wanted to join cross country, what did she say to you? How did that discussion go? Um, well, so I first emailed her with my interest, and I hadn't really had much um, experience with running under my belt other than um, training for my other sports. Um, so I think I just had to like prove myself to Jay at first that I could keep up with the team, um, which was kind of, I was a little worried at first that like I wouldn't be able to keep up, um, so I just kind of went into it like I just have to work my hardest and hopefully be able to prove myself. And what have you learned? How is cross country training different from training for other sports? Um, well, I mean for other sports, um, like for soccer, for example, 
I would do a lot more like sprinting training because um, even though you have to be in good shape, you also have to like be able to sprint a lot and more agility and everything. And obviously, like you have to train specifically for the sport. Um, whereas cross country, it's just a lot of getting mileage in and doing um, a lot of distance runs. And I find well, the workouts are definitely very different. Having like specific times that we have to run an 800 in or a 1200. Um, that's been very different, I guess, in that aspect. Okay, great. And then have you talked to your teammates since you found out you're going to nationals and what were those conversations like? Um, yeah, so I talked to them a lot about it yesterday and we were all just talking about how excited we are and how it's awesome that all like the hard work we've all put in this whole season is paying off and in big ways and just how awesome going to nationals is going to be. All right, Olivia LaMarche, our female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. It's back to football for our male Bobcat of the Week. Senior captain Trevor Lyons picked off the 10th pass of his career Saturday while tallying five tackles in his final collegiate game. Lyons finishes his four seasons at Bates with 129 tackles, and he joined the Bobcats to look back on his time as a Bobcat. Talking with our male Bobcat of the Week, Trevor Lyons, here on the Bobcast. And first of all, Trevor, your 10th career interception and your senior day there against Hamilton. What happened on the play? Break it down for us. Yeah, I mean, we knew going into the week that this quarterback liked to throw the ball up, scramble a little. So, uh, you know, what we focused on a lot was staying in coverage, even, um, you know, when he starts to run around a little bit. And I saw he uh, threw up the ball, and, you know, I knew I had to go up and make a play. They had some really good athletes on their team, and, you know, coach stress all week about you know catching the ball at this highest point and you know returning it to set up good field position for our offense. So you know it's something we've done well in the secondary, and um, hopefully they can keep that up in years to come. Yeah, I mean as a as a as a senior, you know, you're in your career as I mentioned, ten interceptions. Is that was that your favorite part about being in the secondary, the chance to force those turnovers? Yeah, I think that's always something uh, you know DBs like to do, get their hands on the ball. Um, you know, it's fun returning interceptions, going up and trying to make plays. And, um, yeah, it's the best part of being a DB, probably. <laughs> it seems like a lot of those came in the CBB series, stepping up a little bit for the big rivals, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, so sometimes you got to step up and, uh, you know, go out and make plays. Uh, we always know Bode and Colby are going to be tight games. So, those you know, those turnovers mean a lot, especially in games like those, rivalry games. Yeah. How did you see yourself grow from your first year here to now being a senior captain? Well, I came in actually as a quarterback when I got recruited here. And then I got moved within a few days um, to DB just because I knew I could get on the field a little bit quicker. And I, you know, I learned a lot about being a part of the team, um, doing your job, being a, and having, holding other people accountable for their jobs as well. And, um, you know, just playing for Coach Herman, I think I built a lot of character and it's molded me into the person I am today. So when you come in thinking you're going to be a quarterback and just a couple of days later you're a defensive back, what was that like in your mind, you know, as an 18-year-old here? Yeah, I mean, it was the first time I really changed positions. Um, not something I was used to. In high school, I played a little bit of defense. But, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, it was what's right. I think that was a position I was made to play. And, um, yeah, it was definitely de definitely a change going to uh, defense. But I enjoyed everything we did. Um on the defensive side of the ball, just going competing in practice. And what was it like to you know play with your fellow seniors like you know Mark Upton and Sam Francis through these years? Yeah, I mean those guys along with the other seniors are, you know, my best friends. We grew up um, through in this program together. 
um, been through a lot, and you know it's it's tough to uh, end the way that we did on the season. But you know the seniors kept their heads high. Um, we had very successful careers here, not just individually, but as a team. So what do you guys say to each other? You know, after the game, obviously a disappointing game on Saturday. What do you say to each other on the field? Probably pretty emotional, right? Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't the way we wanted to go out as a senior class going through this program. But you know, what we said to each other is just you know we had you know we had a great time um, you know, just playing with each other. Um, you know, those guys are like my best friends, so it was definitely emotional. Um, you know, playing my last game of football, but also playing my last game with them as well. Is it a little hard, like, leave Garcelon Field after that? Or, like, I mean, it's in an old campus, but all the family members are there and whatnot, right? Right, yeah. I mean, um, a lot, had a lot of good memories playing on um, Garcelon in front of, you know, great fan base, great family support. Um, a, lot, a lot of support over the years from a lot of different people, so it's definitely, uh, definitely emotional walking off that field. So this is the toughest question I'm going to ask you, but what's uh, in the future? What, what are you planning on doing here the rest of your senior year and then maybe after you graduate here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I major in economics, so d- definitely finance is something I want to definitely pursue, but I've also thought of um, going to coaching as well because it's just something uh, I don't know if I'm ready to give up just yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coaching, I mean, obviously you know, you start like an assistant coach or whatever, and you know, work, assistant coaches obviously have a big role, but they always change over, don't they? Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, it all depends on where I want to start from if I want to yeah. do a little bit more schooling. and um, Yeah, I mean, I can talk to Coach Harriman has a lot of ties, um, you know, not just in this league, but in other leagues, knows a lot of coaches, so um, definitely something I'm looking to pursue. Last question then. If you had to choose your most memorable moment as a Bates football player, what would that be? I think it's got to be the CBB championship, <laughs> CBB championships uh, past three years. Just one of those feelings, you know, holding that trophy, um, especially in those rivalry games. Just, you know, winning it outright is just definitely something that, something I'll always remember. I'll remember with all my friends. All right, Trevor Lyons, thanks so much for joining us here on the Bobcast. All right, thank you for having me. The Bates basketball season gets started this week. The men's basketball team heads to Worcester, Massachusetts this weekend for the WPI Ted Coughlin Memorial Tournament. They take on to sales Friday at 7.30 p.m. to begin their campaign. We're here in Alumni Gymnasium talking with head coach of the Bates men's basketball team, John Furbush, previewing the 2016-2017 season. And First of all, Coach, obviously the Del Peches, their senior year. I want to ask you about them first because people love to come and see them, you know, throw down big dunks. But what are you also you looking for from them this season? Well, it's it's uh, it's pretty surreal that they're four years into their college careers now. But um, I think I said last year, I'll say it again this year, I, I, continue, I, I expect continued development on the offensive side of the ball. They've showed that so far in the preseason. And uh, their poise has been exp- exponentially increased. Um, and I think that just comes with experience. You know, experience is the best teacher, and, and I hope to see uh, the results come through this next coming weekend. And then Sean Strickland is back as a point guard, right? And then uh, he he obviously was thrown to the fire last year as a starter, so what are you looking from him in terms of development? Well, I think Sean, he's always had the poise. Now I want a little more fire out of him this year and take command of situations a little bit uh, a little bit better. Um, and... And I think I've seen that so far. And, again, he's a junior now, so there's a little bit more of an expectation from a leadership standpoint because when he brings that energy and fire and focus, the rest of the guys will follow him. And then maybe some, maybe a guy who I want to point out who maybe not be a headliner but someone who might step up and you think who's been on the team for a few years who's ready to kind of break through perhaps. 
Uh, Jerome Darling has had an exceptional preseason. We've actually uh, started to move him off the ball a little bit because he's more of a scoring guard than a point guard. And uh, this weekend in a, our alumni game, he, he he lit it up. I mean, he, he probably had 25, 28 points. And uh, I expect him to, to do that every game now. So I, I think he'll have a breakout year. Again, he's somebody that as a walk-on, we didn't know what to expect. But now as a senior leader, um, I think he could step into a pretty big role for us. Great. And then um, I know coaches are loath to call out any first years that they think are going to be breakthrough. They don't want to put too much pressure on them. But give us a general idea of the first-year class you have coming in this season. Sure. Uh, we, have, we have two big guys, uh, both of which are hurt right now. So I don't know how much I can expect out of them. Uh, but we have three guards that have all shown some serious value and I would be surprised if at least one if not all three will will be able to help us at some point this year. You know last year Mike Bornazian who's now graduated had to shoulder a lot of the scoring load I mean who I mean I know Darlene you mentioned him but who are some other guys who you need to basically just put the ball in the bucket? Yeah I think Mike last year was he was just so good on offense that we we ran so many things through him whereas this year our attack is going to be much more balanced and I think between Jerome, Marcus, Malcolm, Sean can shoot it, and whoever that third guard may be, I feel confident that anybody can score at any time. So I think our balance is going to be an advantage for us. Uh, you guys open up with some non-conference games down there in Massachusetts. What are you looking to see from the team in these non-conference games preparing for the NESCAC season? Well, this if we can win this tournament, we're off to a pretty good start. DeSales is picked to win their league. They won 21 games last year. WPI's been at the NCAA tournament the last 12 years, so if we win on Friday, I expect to play WPI Saturday, and uh, so we, there's no time to mess around. I think we got to jump into the fire, which I think is good for these guys. We have six seniors who are battle-tested. They've seen high highs, they've seen low lows, and hopefully they can put it together this weekend. And that's something that all NESCAC teams have to deal with, is you guys have a very quick turnaround, right? Yeah, these the teams that we play this weekend have had 15 more practices two scrimmages and an actual game before we even play a game uh, so we're at a little bit of a disadvantage but I think we've been efficient with our time and, and having six seniors really helps these guys uh, stay locked in for this first couple weeks of practice and just big picture obviously last year um, compared to this year what do you beneficize the team that need to work on as a whole to kind of improve on last season I've been saying it to these guys all preseason that all we need to do is be better today than we were yesterday uh, I think last year we wanted so badly to get back to that NCAA tournament Sweet 16 that became a, we were blinded by what we had to do to get there. Uh, and I think these guys today are just going to, let's be better than yesterday and, and be, you know, focus on the process, the results will come. All right, John Furbush, thanks so much for previewing the men's basketball season with us. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate what you do. The women's basketball team is co-hosting the inaugural Graf Memorial Classic with Bowden starting on Friday. The tournament is named after the late Bates volleyball and women's basketball coach, Marsha Graff. The Bobcats take on Norwich Friday at 5 o'clock in Brunswick, and then they host Central Maine Community College Saturday in the home opener at Alumni Gym starting at 4 o'clock. Head coach Allison Montgomery previews the opening weekend and the upcoming women's basketball season. We are really excited to be hosting a tournament and be close to home. Um, last year, as we were sort of starting to plan, um, you know, our schedule for this year. Coach Scheibels and I over at Bowdoin had the idea to co-host a tournament. Um, basically, just it's a nice practical way to kind of split the cost of hosting a tournament, um, but also be at home. And we felt like we had a good draw for people wanting to come, um, you know, play some NESCAC teams out of conference to kind of start their year. So, um, yeah, we came up with the idea and we did get get some good interest. So we're really excited to sort of be 
be sharing it and also to, to be at home. And named after Bates coaching legend, right? Yes, yes. We're taking um, – we just thought this was a great opportunity to honor Marsha. Again, obviously we had um, some nice celebratory things for her this fall over back to Bates. Um, but just both with, you know, obviously – um, Marsha's legacy at Bates and then also just with Coach Scheibel's, um, you know, while being at Bowdoin, she obviously has a really strong connection um, to Bates being an alum and being coached by Marsha. Um, so just as we were trying to figure out what to name our tournament, um, you know, we, we thought this was just a really good opportunity to honor her again and um, just recognize her name. Yeah. Great, great. And then now the team obviously coming back, you have Nina Davenport back this year. You have Ali Coppola, but there's obviously going to be some other key contributors like Bernadette Connors, those, and then also um, a, f- a few other returners as well. So tell us yeah. about the team and how it's coming together so far. Yeah, I mean, our team has worked really, really hard in the offseason. I think they've elevated their level of commitment um, to working hard on the court and to working hard in the weight room and on their conditioning and all those things um, and really, yeah, elevating um, their understanding of, you know, what it means to be competitive. So, um, I'm really, really pleased with that, and I'm also pleased that yeah, our core group are returners, and they are upperclassmen. They have a lot of game experience. They now have another year um, sort of with me leading the program, and so I think um, you know, just with all of, all of those factors, I think we're off to a, a good start, um, and I had a couple of solid weeks of practice. Um, so, yeah, really excited about just their leadership and, and their ability. And then obviously last year, a very three-point heavy volume yeah. type team. Yes. Um, what's the offense going to look like this year? Similar, are you making some changes? Yeah, I mean, I think that was something that we um, talked about a lot last year was our shot selection. Um, you know, while we um, have some three-point shooters, we relied on it way too much. Um, and so, yeah, we have restructured our offense a little bit to try to um, have more options. Um and we've also set some goals right away at the beginning of the season about what we expect our shooting percentage to be. Um, and so, you know, both from three-point three point land and also just our field goal percentage. Um, so, you know, both from three and otherwise, we really want to improve um, the percentage that, that we're shooting the ball at um, for sure and would like to rely much less on, on the three ball for sure. Who's maybe a player who maybe played last year but didn't have a huge role who you're looking to have uh, significant contributions this year perhaps? Yeah, I mean, it's so early to tell that right now. I think all our returners have really shown some improvement um, in the preseason. Um, we're looking to, in our upcoming tournament, um, we are looking to start four returning starters. Um, so Ali, Nina, Bernadette, and Lise, um, and then Emily Friedland will get that start as well. Um, really hoping she can be I'm really hoping Emily can step into a role of like a real defensive stopper this year. Um, it's she is our quickest player, one of our better defenders on the ball. Um, so I, I'm really hopeful that she can um, really play that role for us consistently this year. When you have a player like Nina, who's such a star in terms of scoring, putting the ball in the bucket, yeah. but she is sort of a volume shooter as well, yeah. how do you kind of balance that with within the team concept? Yeah, I mean, I just think we talk about it a lot. I think it's, you know, it is um, – it is something you definitely have to you have to walk a line there, and it has to be a balance because we do rely on Nina for scoring, um, and she is one of our um, biggest offensive threats. But I think just 
um, you know, we're running a motion offense this year that will hopefully just um, get the ball moving and generate more looks for everybody and get the defense moving as well. Um, but there's no doubt that we're definitely, she's definitely going to take a lot of shots for us um, and be an offensive threat for us. But yeah, I think our, our just goal as a team is to, um, constantly be thinking about the best shot for Bates and you know a lot that is going to mean a lot of times that Nina does take shot, shots for us but um, we want it to be within the flow of our offense. Can you tell us a little bit about the first year class coming in? Yeah we're excited we have three freshmen um, who have all gotten off to great starts um, so we have a point guard Melanie Binkhorst who is actually she'll not be competing this weekend um, due to an injury um, but we're hoping to have her back soon um, Kelly Kennedy um, is a post player for us from Maine um, who is has really adjusted quickly to, I think, this next level of play. She's from a small school in Maine, and so um, I think we knew that was going to be a jump for her, but she's really made adjustments quickly, and she's such a competitor um, that I think she will impact games games for us right away. Um, and then Carly Christoffi is a um, like a, a one-two guard from New Jersey who I think is really going to help us just to be able to have another um, capable ball handler on the court, she might be playing a little bit of a little bit of a one for us, um, but also can play the two spot, and she's a good shooter, and I think just has a good basketball IQ. So, um, I think all our freshmen have already added a lot, and I think I think they'll all contribute this year. And then obviously last year, a birth in the NESCAC championships uh, for the team, a, a strong finish to the season, especially you know, on senior day when you beat Williams and whatnot. Yeah. What are some areas, though, that you're looking to improve? I mean, we talked a little bit about shot selection, but besides that, perhaps other areas you're looking to improve this year to take the next step. Yeah, I mean, I think consistency. I think um, we certainly, as the year went on, um, we developed more consistency, both in sort of how we performed on the court and our mentality. I think um, – that's a really important part of, of what any program is trying to do, not just sort of the physical part and the X's and O's, but I think just as we are really forming our culture, forming our identity, um, and emerging as sort of who we want to be this year as a team, I think just being really consistent and, and committed to the values that we have, um, both sort of the tangible ones in terms of um, – the things we're focusing on offensively and defensively, and then just our values of all the intangible things that we're trying to do. Um, so, yeah, I think consistency, and I, I do think we've we've done well in this in this short season so far that we've had a practice. All right, well, the Bobcats home opener is this Saturday at 4 o'clock against Central Maine Community College. Coach, thanks so much. Thanks, Aaron. The women's squash team heads to Mount Holyoke to begin their season on Friday, and both the men's and women's squash teams take on national powerhouse Trinity on Saturday, with both Bobcat squash programs then traveling to Connecticut College on Sunday. Meanwhile, the men's and women's swimming teams visit Wesleyan on Saturday and Trinity on Sunday to begin their seasons. We will recap all of this weekend's exciting action next time on The Bates. Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my